1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 2, it says this. One night, hmm. Verses that started. Is that at two? Yeah, it is. I'm going to read it from a different translation. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone. You can just take that off the screen. By now had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. If you underline something in your Bible, underline that one. And Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Say, I'm just going to have to walk as the revelation comes. There's a reason why he calls us to the tabernacle. Because it is the closest you can get to the presence of God. For the ark of God rests in the tabernacle. You wonder why sometimes you can't find peace in all the places you look for it. But when you come into the house of God, you will find peace in the house of God because it is where God rests in his tabernacle. It says, and Samuel, I'm doing it from the New King James Version if y'all are wondering what I'm doing back there. Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God and suddenly the Lord called out to Samuel. I can only imagine what that sounded like as Samuel was laying there in bed. Samuel was laying there in bed and, and he heard his name called out. I've talked to people in my life that have heard the voice of God and then I've talked to people who have heard the voice of God. And what I mean by that is they didn't hear it audibly, but they felt it in their spirit. And Samuel replies, yes, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here am I. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli. replied, go back to bed. So he did. And the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I was sitting there last night and I'm, I'm sitting on this word and I grabbed my phone. My wife and I are sitting in the bed together and, and I grabbed my phone. And I just start writing. She's like, what you doing? I'm, I'm writing as God's giving it to me. I, I'm writing these things down because I can't seem to shake what he's telling me. Because if anything I've wanted and more in my life is for God to call me. I've said, God, I need you to, I need your calling in my life. I'm not talking about a position. I'm talking about a calling. Everyone that's come, people have come to me for years and said, Pastor, I need to know what my purpose is. I need to know what the plan of God is. I need to know what the destiny of God is. You don't need to know nothing more than listening to hear God call you by name. And as I'm sitting in my bed, God begins to deal with me. And I wrote this down. God always calls you by your name before he calls you into your purpose. And I'm thinking, God, why would you even say that to me? Why would you put that in my spirit? He said, Brian, because I got to speak to creation before I can speak to what you do. <laughs> 
Because I need you to know that I've created you. And when I call you by name, I'm calling my creation out. How many of you in this room want to be used by God? Please don't raise your hand if you don't mean it. That'd be a bad idea. Because the moment you raise your hand, heaven's counting, going, I see you. How many of you want to hear the voice of God? Now watch this. Do you know that you cannot be used by God, but only want to hear the voice of God? Because the moment God speaks, it pushes you into movement. So if you go, I want to hear God's voice, but I don't want to be used, then you'll never hear God. Because God doesn't keep empty vessels on a shelf just for looks. He keeps them there with a purpose of filling them in his timing. You can't say, God, let me be a vessel. And when I want it, you fill it. He goes, no, I'll fill it when I'm ready to fill it. And if you're willing to listen to me and be called by me, then you'll understand that when I fill you, it's so that you can pour it back out. I was sitting here yesterday morning and I started to talk about Samuel and it hit me that, that, that I realized that church folk, believers, a lot of people sit in church today and just do church. But, but the Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. What's the difference? Why are, why are the many that are called are not the many that are chosen? Because most people, when they hear the voice of God, they say it was something else. That when God speaks and tells you to do something, you find an alternate route to do what you want rather than to be obedient to what he's declared for you to do. God will never force you to walk in his calling. He'll call you to see if you'll move. God will never put you on a pathway and say you're forced to do this. He'll say, Dylan. If Dylan decides to stay in his bedroom and never move, he'll never walk in it. And the Bible says that when Samuel was laying in his bed, he heard his name called out, Samuel. He got up and ran to, the, to the, the, the elder of the church. A lot of people have said over the years, it was his dad. It wasn't his dad. Eli's kids were messed up from the neck up. So much so that Eli was paying, was, was under judgment from God because of what his sons did. And then Samuel, who was just a person who wanted to serve, was, in the, was in, the, in the temple, in the tabernacle with Eli. Eli was a priest. And he was just serving. And so when Samuel was hearing his, hearing his voice, he automatically responded to the to-do rather than to the yes. Can I just say this as a sidebar real quick? Please stop responding to God with the to-do and start responding with the yes. Because here's what happens. God calls us by name and we automatically assume he wants us to do something when maybe all he really wants to do is just talk. Can I just help you with this? It's a relationship. It's not a business agreement. We have gotten locked in our mindset with the things of God that everything that God has for us is about work. But it's a relationship. And when God calls you by name, it's because he wants to talk to you. And then I started to think about this. Why was God calling Samuel as a son? Why was God trying to make sure that Samuel understood his voice? Because the Bible says that Samuel became a prophet. If you don't realize this, Samuel's the one that prophesied David to be king. And what God was doing on the inside of him as a young boy was perfecting the ability to hear his voice. Let me say this to you. If you are not willing to listen to him call your name, you will never walk in the calling that he has on you. God called Samuel three different times and every time Samuel answered with a question, did you call me? How many times have you answered God with a question? 
How many times has God said something to your life, said for you to do something, do it this way. Here's the way of the Lord, walk ye in it, and you questioned what he told you to do. Samuel was working through his flesh, trying to learn how to walk in what he's hearing and what he's growing in. And, and he's answering with a question, which most of us do. And, his, and, and Eli keeps telling him, go back, go lay back down. Can I tell you this? You will not hear the voice of God in turmoil. You will hear the voice of God when you decide to start resting in who he is. Samuel's answer was one that was looking for what needed to be done. So many ads, so many times we ask God to tell us our purpose, but we're unwilling to have him call us by name. But God always calls you by name before he calls you into his purpose. For years I've had people come to me, Pastor, I was walking in it, and then I walked right out of it. What happened? Where did I go wrong? Your name became better in your mouth than it was in his. We start chasing position and notoriety and lights. And God says, I didn't call you to be in the light. I called you to display the light. I called you to be a reflection of the light. I didn't call you to be in a spotlight. I called you to make me the spotlight. There are times in my life where I have chased opportunities and moments and I've been able to do a lot of great things and meet a lot of great people and stand on a lot of great stages but the truth be told none of that has ever satisfied me more than just sitting in his presence and listening to him speak a pastor told me years ago he said Brian he said over the years I've developed this way of praying for every minute that I pray I give God the same equal amount of time to talk because let's be honest, the way we do God is like a drive-by. We chuck prayers at him, hoping he'll chuck a prayer back before we pass the moment. Instead of stopping long enough to allow God to address the things that we've brought. Because let's be honest, the majority of the things that we petition God with are self-centered and self-righteous rather than based on his righteousness. They're based on our wants and our needs rather than his desires for us as his kids. And we don't give him enough time to correct those spaces. We only give him enough time to tell us yes. And if he doesn't tell us yes, we get angry because it's not the answer we wanted. Then we pout and we complain and then we walk out and we don't say that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is just a God that fails. Then we wonder why we've fallen by the wayside because for some reason we are still chasing purpose. We're still chasing the, the, the do rather than learning how to hear. The word of God declares for you not only to be hearers, but doers of the word. But there's a reason why it goes from hearers to doers. Because if you cannot hear, you will never do. When was the last time you heard God call your name? Better yet, when was the last time you laid still long enough to let him call your name? How many times has God called your name? I love it says, it says in, in, in verse, in verse uh, 8, it says, Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, actually, you know what? I just jumped over a ton of scripture here. Go back to verse 4. Mm -mm. See, I told you this is all jacked up. It's all messed up. I don't know where my pages are. Praise the Lord. Love when God does this. 
Verse 7, it says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I read this, verse 7, and I said, God, why are you telling me these things? Because it says here, so Samuel did not know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord. It is not that God, that Samuel did not have a relationship with the Lord. He had not been perfected in hearing the voice of the Lord. So many people say, well, how was he hearing the voice of God? But he did not know God. That's not what it's saying. It's saying he had a relationship with God, but he was not accustomed to hearing the voice of God. That's why he questioned the voice of God. Can I just ask you a question? If, if you and I were in a friendship, in a relationship, and we sat in the room together and we just stared at each other, would you say we had a good relationship? If my wife and I sit in the room together and we're sitting on the couch and we just stare at each other like this, would you say we have a good marriage? What is the prerequisite of great relationship? communication and here's something I've learned over the years God's got far more wisdom than I got it's a revelation right there that God's got more wisdom so I'm better at shutting up and listening than I am talking that when God moves into the room I don't sit there and bellyache and murmur that I wait on God I was telling them this yesterday morning when I go to pray when I go to seek the face of God I don't bring my Bible into the sanctuary you don't bring your Bible. No, I bring a notepad and a pen. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. And whatever you speak to me, I'll write down. For what I write down, I'll not only remember, but I'll edit it etched on the tablets of my heart. In my prayer time, I'm not going to listen. I'm on, I don't know what the God you serve. But let me tell you about the God I serve. The God I serve doesn't tell me about all the tiptoeing through the tulips and how cute it is all the time. Sometimes he rebukes me. Sometimes he challenges me. Sometimes he shifts me. Sometimes he tells me where I'm wrong more than he tells me where I'm right. I don't want to serve that kind of a God. Then you don't want God because the Bible says that God chastens the ones he loves. For those of you that don't know what chastens means, it not only means he corrects, but he challenges. And sometimes he whips. I don't mean he's going to beat you up, but he'll bring you into correction. I don't know. Some of y'all maybe been whipped by God before I've been, but that was just me. But it says he chastens the one he loves. Why am I saying all this this morning? Because I really believe that we as a church, as a culture, do not want to hear God any longer. We want to feel God. We want to be tickled by God. We want to be pleased by God. But we don't want to hear God anymore. Because hearing God might be something you don't want to hear. You might be challenged in what you do. You might, not find, you might find it's not okay, the behaviors that you have. You might find out that what you're doing, God is not pleased but grieved with. You might find out that the way you're talking or the way you're acting or the way you're presenting yourself is different than the church person we get on Sundays. And God is saying, I'm calling you. Listen, it's like this. If you go to my house and I'm sitting in the other room and I go, Judah! And from the other side of the house, Judah goes, what? <laughs> Who? Who you wasn't? What? Pick your behind up. Come here. But I realized that is exactly what we do to God. Brian, what? As if God calling us is inconveniencing us. And God started to speak to me yesterday afternoon. He says, I will not be a God 
that is inconvenienced by my kids. And I will not have kids that are inconvenienced by me. For the ones that I call are chosen if they decide to move. We deal with this all the time in our house with our kids. Even my four-year-old does it. Love, what? I don't know why she sounds like that in my head when she talks sometimes. What? My life's over here laughing because it's true. She's tough. I'm in trouble with that one. That's why we called her Love, because she's going to surprise everybody. Your name's Love. Oh, there, there it went. Sorry, I just need a sidebar for a second. Has God called you more than three times? When will you stop responding with your flesh and start responding with your spirit? I looked at this picture behind me, and I know you kind of can't really see it, but it's a painting that was done a long time ago, and that's it's Eli, and that's Samuel. Samuel had no idea of the prophetic unction that would be on his life. He had no idea that he would speak kings into existence. That he would carry a ram's horn. And when he stood before David's brothers, that he would hold up a ram's horn with oil inside of it. Oh, Lord, turn me down, Samuel. That he would hold up the ram's horn and there would be oil inside of it. And that the finger of God would not release the oil until he stood over David. He had no idea that he would walk into the lineage of Jesus was what David was. As a child, he was just trying to work the pieces out. And I understand that as believers, we're always trying to work the pieces out. Can I get an amen from somebody? But don't get so, for lack of a better term, ear constipated that you can no longer hear the voice of God when he calls. If I look back at my life, over the things in my life, every movement, every great movement in my life was because I said yes to whatever God told me to do. He told me to call my wife when she didn't even know me. And that was weird for me. Twelve years later, four beautiful children later, and a church later, I'm married to the greatest thing on the planet. And you don't have to agree with that. That's just what I think. I hope you think the same thing about your wife. I got four kids who love God. My two-year-old, my three-year-old was running around yesterday singing hallelujah. Do you know, understand what that does to me? Because when I was a kid, God had started to speak. And I had to decide whether or not I was going to listen. If I was going to do what he said to do, I was going to make excuses for why I couldn't. But pastor, that's why you're the pastor and we're not the pastors. I need you to get out of your head that I'm a pastor and understand that I'm just called by God and so are you. You've been, you've been called, chosen, picked for such a time as this. Why are we not doing greater? Because he called me and he, what he told me he wanted me to do, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, see, that's the other, the other part of it, that being called is a heart condition, not a hand condition. Because you desire to be called rather than want to be seen in your calling. 
What if I told you what God called you to would never put you in front of people, but always put you behind people? (laughs) What if I told you what God was calling you to was something you didn't want to do rather than something you wanted to do? Here was the great part. I told God I wanted to preach the gospel, and the first opportunity I got was to scrub a toilet. How many times has he called you, and why haven't you answered yet? I need an appointment with pastor because I I had a dream last night and I got to go talk to pastor about it. You don't need me to interpret dreams. I'm not a dream interpreter. I'll tell you where I go. I go to the rock that's higher than I. I don't just lean on it, baby. I build my house on it. And I understand that when God speaks, he will also bring the interpretation. I just got to wait on him. That I got to rest in him. Pastor, I'm not called to ministry. I'm not talking about called to ministry. I'm talking about being called. I'm talking about just being willing to listen to him call you by name. I love what it says in verse verse 8. It says, then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he told Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. Let me help you with something. If you will not respond to God calling, a shocking thing will never happen in your existence. God, shake the mountains, shake the heavens and the earth. God, use me to do your will. Are you listening? God, I just want to be this. You need to learn how to be this. Because so many times we want to speak more than we want to listen. See, can I, can I say this and don't get angry or upset with me when I say this? If sin is okay with you, If you wouldn't take God to do what you do, if you wouldn't take him into the places that you're willing to go. Okay, I'm going to get real dirty here. Forget the notes. If you are willing to defile the bed, I'm only just walking what God's telling me to do, so please bear with me for a minute. If you're willing to walk outside of the confines of godly marriage to suffice your flesh, don't ask God to stand in the middle of where you are. Pastor, how can you say that? Read your word and hear ye the word of the Lord. Not the word of Brian, hear the word of God and be willing to answer when it calls you by name. When it says, here is the way, walk ye in it. Yes, God, I'm listening. I know it's you. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. See, when we have an ability to walk outside of the confines of where God has placed us, then we cannot call ourselves called. We can call ourselves deaf. Because really, in all honesty, we don't want God to call us because if he calls us, it might pull us out of what we want in our flesh. Do you really understand? And I'm going to say this again to this room, and I've been on it for four weeks. Hell is a real place. 
Pastor, how did this turn so quick? I don't know. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Did you hear what he said? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Not your kid, not your church member, not your weekly attender, not your small group attendee, not not your quasi-believer, not your Bible carrier, not your worship when it feels good person, not your singer when I feel like it, when I don't feel like it. Uh, and that's not what he says. He says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Servant means that I am bound to someone who is greater than me. See, being called is a condition of the heart, not a condition of the flesh. And you say, God, I want God to call me. God has been calling you since he formed you. And the reason you cannot hear it is because you have not developed a servant's heart yet. Serve me. I can't serve you. I can serve God. And in that, serve you. But I have to serve him. Because I'm called by him. When will we as a body of believers adhere to his calling? For God did not call me to preach. He called me to right relationship with him. And out of my relationship birthed a desire to stand at a pulpit and declare God to be God. The calling was never the church. This is not my calling. This is my calling. This is my calling. Why didn't God tell Samuel what he wanted? Because Samuel, God didn't want Samuel to do anything. God wanted an ear with Samuel. God wanted to speak to Samuel. God wanted to minister to Samuel. If you look at theological space or you study this thing out, Samuel didn't prophesy over David for years. Samuel was, a, as a, was an adult in his years, wise in his years, is what the Bible says. So, how many years did it take for him to perfect this ability to be able to hear? And when God told Samuel to go and find the next king of Israel and go anoint them as king. Do you understand the relationship that David, that Samuel had to have in order to hear that? See, the more and more I sit in this, the more and more God begins to speak to me over these last five weeks is the more and more I realize is that the relationship between us and God is not what we've been chasing. We've been chasing the lateral space rather than the... Forgetting those things which lie behind, I press on to the mark of the what? High calling, which is in where? Christ Jesus. Not that I've already attained, attained, but I strive each and every day. For what? To go up. Not for him to come down, but for me to go up. For me to ascend unto the holy hills of the Lord. For me to rise up and to take my place. For me to sit at the watchtower. To be a watchman on the wall. Come on, let's be honest. How long have we been telling God to come down and see us? God, come tend to me. Come fix me. Come deal with me. Pastor Ben said something yesterday. Woo! It shook me. He, I haven't even talked to him about it yet, but he sat here because what we did is for five minutes, we sat in this room and we sat under complete quiet. And I said, let God talk. Don't pray. Don't say nothing. Let God talk. Clear your mind and let God talk. And I said, when God tells you to share, and God told me, he said, Ben had something. So I put my mic back there. And, and ben, began to share with, ben began to share, you know what? You got your mic. 
Why am I going to say it? That's just dumb. This is where we'll close, I promise. God began to, um, he's been speaking to me since January about being a John the Baptist and having that type of call and that type of anointing. What John the Baptist did was he prepared the way, right? In, in John 3, he says that I'm not the Messiah. I'm just the one to prepare the way for him. And what God began to speak to me is that us as Christians can become so focused on fixing ourselves and making ourselves better and, and working out our own salvation that we forget to prepare the way for the lost people that are around us. We get so focused on our problems, our issues, and we try to fix ourselves. Okay, I got to walk this out. When we, we should be focused on not trying to perfect ourselves because we can't perfect ourselves. We should be focused on, okay, God saved me. I need to go grab others so that he can save them too. We walk around this city and this world in our jobs and in our lives so focused on us and fixing us that we forget there's broken people standing right next to us, but we're so caught up in what we got to do. And so God is really calling me and calling us, I believe, as a church to really not be so focused on church, making us look good, making sure I'm living right, making sure even though those are good things, we need to be focused on preparing the way for others to receive. Because God's heart is the lost. God's God's already saved us. <laughs> and we're going to walk in that. But God needs us to go grab others. He said something, and it, it, this is the way it hit me. He said, don't clutter your road with your own salvation. <laughs> so we better write that down. Stop cluttering your road with your own salvation. But make a way for him to walk. Make a clear path for him to walk. We clutter our existence by trying to save ourselves and telling God, look what I did. I saved me. And God said, I didn't call you to save you. I called you to save others. I called you to take what I've deposited in you and go deliver it. To become a UPS and a FedEx man. Start becoming a deliverer, not just a carrier. You were called to give up so that new filling could come. Watch this for just a second. And if you don't mind just indulging with me for just a moment, close your eyes right where you sit. If you're watching online, you can do this as well. Don't look around. Just close your eyes for just a second. If God were to whisper your name right now, would you hear? Or have you sat in this service this entire morning trying to figure out what your next move was. Oh, when I leave here, I need to do this. And when I go from here, I need to do this. And I got to go meet with this person. And I got to do this. Or I got I to gotta say this. I got to go pick this up. You were so busy with the to-dos of life that you didn't take the time to just sit still long enough so that you could just hear him call you by name. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening.
Some of you are smiling. Some of you are nodding. Some of you are still too caught up in life. Still caught up because you think it's your moment. It's not yours, it's his. Maybe he's speaking change. Maybe he's healing that little kid inside of you that you've never allowed to be made whole. Maybe you're arguing with him, I don't know. But if we would learn to hear his voice more than trying to be a doer all the time, we would start effectively doing because it just was natural. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. When you feel like God's talking to you this morning, will you just stand to your feet when you feel it? If you don't feel it, don't stand up yet. But when you feel it, stand to your feet. I just heard, I heard in the spirit, some of you were arguing if you actually just heard from God. (laughs) Stop looking for the mountains to shake when he speaks. Sometimes he just speaks in a small, quiet voice. speaking to me why is everybody else standing up and I can't stand because I'm not hearing him does that mean I'm not close to God because I don't hear him like everybody else does no you just haven't found your value in him yet I need you to understand that he desires to speak to you Stop balancing your checkbook and balancing your next week and just balance the moment you sit in right now. And let him speak. 
how much he loves you. desire for him to call you. close because I just heard the word of God say God will never call you out of some, call you to something before he calls you out of something you just have to decide if you're willing to leave for when God calls you to him there is fullness of joy pleasures forevermore. God's calling your name. What will you do next? 